talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. This is the Potential Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by that video game gaming Taylor Sokol. That's me. The co-host of all co-hosts. And uh, here we are, folks. September, you know, we've been a week into September. That fall is coming up. It's always kind of funny to think, Taylor, you know, fall doesn't really officially start to about September 21st, 22nd. Um, but I know we've we've had a good summer, but we're ready for that fall season, especially because I get very excited because it means Halloween yes. is coming up. Halloween, Halloween is your favorite one of your favorite holidays. Oh, uh, yes. My girlfriend and I, that is that is our favorite time of the year, I think. I, I think I've come around to enjoy Halloween more, especially as I've gotten older. I think it's a it's a weird transition when you're a kid. You love it for obviously the candy uh, and the costuming. And you get older, you love it for the candy and costuming. Uh, but no, as as I'm getting more into horror films and things like that, I think I'm enjoying it more. And uh, I um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty excited about this. And of course, uh, you know, coming up before you know it, I'll be coming to visit you, which is exciting. We're at yes. the tail end of October, and of course. You've been really excited because you've gotten to really shine the last several months in one of your new jobs that you've been doing working at the Beetle House uh, and getting to, um, you know, if you if you follow us on our you know page uh, on Instagram, you can, but you can also follow both of us uh, individually. And I know Chris has got uh, some pretty awesome costumes that he's got to rock. So I'm excited to see you in your glory, man. Yeah, you're definitely have to come out to the Beetle House. And yeah, that has been a fun place to get back into before me because the the slogan there is it's Halloween every day, the Beetle House. And it's a whole Tim Burton themed bar and restaurant. And we get to uh, those of us who perform, uh, of course, are taking on these iconic characters from several Tim Burton movies, which actually, you know what, Taylor, I thought uh, that'd be a great topic one day is to talk about uh, Tim Burton, because he's definitely he's put such an iconic stamp on not just uh, kind of the, the Halloween horror, uh, you know, just uh but also the kookiness and the and the comedy and the heart element that goes a lot of those characters. So I would agree. I would agree. But you know, in a total random transition <laughs> to something completely different, uh, you know, Taylor, you and I were definitely gamers. Yes, uh, we're we're lads that enjoy video games. We've enjoyed video games uh, most of our life. I don't think that'll change. I don't think it will change either. But. You know, we've we've done episodes before in the past on PlayStation games, on computer games, and uh, Super Mario. We've we've done plenty of reviews of uh, other games, and you know, even The Last of Us. But it's always interesting to look at what's coming up in the future, because of course, the video game business is not uh, slowing down anytime soon. Uh, definitely, and not. we're still continuing to get plenty of games, and we know there's a lot of good games on the horizon. For those of you listening who are, uh, you know, have been waiting on the edge of your seat to know about the PS5 update, uh, Taylor is still enjoying his that he managed to get, and I still am awaiting for a PS5. But fun uh, side note, Taylor sent me a a birthday gift gag. Uh, He sent me a giant box, and I opened this FedEx box, and there was a PlayStation 5 box, and I literally thought, oh my gosh, no way. He did not manage to get a second PlayStation 5 and sent it to me. 
No, it was just the box to the PlayStation 5. There was several different gifts inside. Um, it was a good gag gift, but there was a glimmer of hope. I was so I was just there like, You were kidding me. It was, it was yeah. fun. But I, if I had the means and mode, you would have gotten it. And I would not have to give you a gift the rest of your life. So what was <laughs> the fun of that? So I will get one one day when it finally becomes more readily available. And then we can actually properly review games uh, yes. together. Which so. that is a big thing of why we have not uh, had as many video game reviews as of late for this season. It's just it's uh, been hard to review some of these games without the actual system. So, but Taylor, we wanted to do an episode today of our top 10 upcoming video games. And this could be for any system. It could be for Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, or on the computer. So Taylor, I'm going to have you start off. I'm sure we might have some that are similar, but what is your first most anticipated game coming up? I'm going to shoot uh, for this one right here, kind of a game coming out for a lot of the systems, apparently for PS5, but it's called Deathloop. I'm kind of excited about this as a uh, third or first person shooter game. And the concept of it is that there's kind of this Groundhog Day thing where uh, when you die, you come back and have to learn from your mistakes uh, to get back into the game. And you have to start from the beginning. So that that was kind Whoa. of an interesting like it's a little bit of like an action Call of Duty style, but a little of the sci-fi element. I haven't read a lot about it, but when I saw the trailer, I thought, okay, that is a cool concept, which I haven't seen that in many video games or or any games. So I think the the kind of the time loop thing is pretty cool. So I'm I'm kind of excited about that one. Makes me think that how far into the game can you go without having to go back, you know, situation? Because obviously video games are always you know, you kind of have to learn from your mistakes, especially ones where you die a lot. Um, and then you get, you know, special powers or skills or, you know, what say you. So I wonder how far in the game you go continually to have to go back to the beginning to uh, to learn. That's that's a very interesting concept. I feel like that's something we've seen uh, done in films. We had those those death day films that came out uh, one and two the last few years. It feels like that's a very similar uh, idea for that. So that does sound interesting. I'd be intrigued to check that out. Well, the first one on my list had to be Elden Ring. And I bring this up as a fan of uh, Miyazaki's games. Uh, I definitely have been a huge fan of Bloodborne for several years now and uh, finally did beat it a couple years ago, as well as the uh, expansion pack. And I've dabbled into Dark Souls and you of I have got to share uh, both the love and the, the pain playing through Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Of course, these, these games are the type that are very, very difficult, uh, and you're going to die many, many times before you succeed and move on to the next level and even beat the game. So this was an exciting thing coming up. It's due to come out in January of 2022 for all the platforms, including on the PC. And what's exciting about this is Elden Ring is going to be fantasy-based. So Bloodborne... And Dark Souls definitely have elements of fantasy, but this is true fantasy where, like, we have George R.R. Martin is involved as a writer for the story and characters. So that's cool. It's kind of neat to see that he's going to be involved in this uh, separate from Game of Thrones, you know, obviously the thing that most most people know him by. So I'm excited to see what they will uh, have for this. The story, obviously, the, the creatures and characters that you play as and and who you fight and how difficult it will be. But just, I love the fantasy element. There's going to be elves, dwarves, you know, orcs, I'm sure what say you. So I'm excited to see a fantasy-based challenging game from the minds of George R. R. Martin and 
Miyazaki and his uh his very difficult uh you know games that he makes. So I'm excited for that. That's cool. That's cool. I know that we probably both have this one on our list, um, which it'll be exciting when we both get to play this. Of course, being as you've not, if you've heard our podcast a couple episodes, you definitely know we're superhero fans. Clearly, we both split our interest between Marvel and DC, but Marvel's been up and up. But I got to go with this new game coming out, the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm really excited about this game because uh, you get to play a Star-Lord, and it looks like it's going to be very similar vein of the movies and the comic lore that I'm, I'm pretty excited that you get to um, have a proper Marvel like game and in this kind of, you know, world with them. And I think it was just really cool just seeing the trailer. It looked like it had the right amount of humor, um, the action and enjoyable. And I think this is going to be better than what the Avengers game um, was meant to be. And I was really bummed out because I did, I did get the Avengers game. I played a little bit, lost interest. That was just me. I, uh, I took it back, <laughs> sold it, and someone else has it, and they're happy. But no, I was really, you know, I had high hopes for that one. So this one looks really exciting, and um, the teaser trailers just give me the right amount of excitement for it. So I'm pumped. Yeah, I never bought the Avengers game, even though I was excited for that to be released, purely because I heard all the uh, bad reviews, which is sad because the Spider-Man game was such a hit and I, it felt like I think people had hoped that that was going to continue to this Avengers game and it didn't take off. But the Guardians of the Galaxy game does look like a fun one. And even though it's always kind of weird when we see video games where they they can't quite get the same movie cast, it does look like it's going to be a fun way to be interactive with those characters. Well, kind of shooting off of that, I had to bring up from the opposite side, DC. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. This is looking to premiere next year again on some of the newer uh, systems, PlayStation 5, Xbox, X, and S, as well as uh, on the PC. This is interesting. We've only got a trailer so far, but Rocksteady Studios, who obviously did a lot of the Arkham games, they're developing this video game where it looks like it's going to be team-based and playing as members of the Suicide Squad. And the idea is that you are trying to take down Superman and the Justice League. And obviously, they're probably going to play into some of the um, ideas of when Superman goes bad, when he goes you know, to the dark side. Yeah. Um, so the trailer looked like fun. I mean, obviously, we just had the Suicide Squad movie directed by James Gunn. So we know that we're going to have uh, uh, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, and King Shark are definitely at least four of the main you're going to play as. So I'm excited to see how much of it is like a single player mode, but obviously most of it's going to be multiplayer where you can play with multiple people in those different characters and how, how the humor will involve with obviously the suicide squad is a group where they are, um, you know, at risk to die at any point. They are, uh, you know, that's the condition of their, their contract and of their uh, time in jail. So how easily could they be killed and how far in the game, like who all you can actually going to face against the justice league. So had to bring up suicide squad kill the justice league. Well, on the same vein of that, and this might be on your list too, but I got to go stick with DC just for now and talk about Gotham Knights. Yes, it which is. I'm really excited about this. So we, obviously we talked about this at the little bit of the DC fandom um, that, you know, that we're kind of pumped about this and this is, Again, you and I, since I met you, Chris, I know you were always a huge fan of the Gotham uh, series. Uh, yes. Of the, and just, and I, I, I 
jumped on the bandwagon because I think there was never I'd heard about this and there's never like a proper Batman game and those games took it to the the nth degree it was just great casting everything just amazing graphics and gameplay so I'm really excited about this one continuing the story where apparently you know Batman has you know passed on his legacy to you know Nightwing the Red Hood and Batgirl and all so this is gonna be really exciting to see how this one this looks like it might be as well multiplayer um I'm not 100% sure but Again, it looks really exciting, and this, especially just to see it on the new engine is just going to be incredible. So that's what I'm looking forward to next year. Yes, this is also on my list. The Batman Arkham games have still been some of the best superhero games ever made and definitely uh, some of the best storylines with Batman. You know, a lot of the movies we get nowadays, you only really get one to maybe two villains. And it's just so fun to get to explore, obviously, the asylum and then gone to Gotham City. Uh, All these multiple different characters you can interact with and how how definitely they they stick to the lore and how, you know, some villains stick together and some even fight each other. So this idea of now we don't know where Batman is uh, based on the trailer. He might be dead for all we know. passing on to the new generation and i definitely know that yes there will be multiplayer involved because of the four possible characters you can play as and a very exciting to have the court of owls as the main bad guys the court of owls have been something in the comic lore for a while now and they seem to be like the secret uh hidden under underworld organization that's actually been controlling everything they've been pulling all the strings especially when it comes to like the rich and the wealthy taking over everything so and just think of you know terms of like flight like i i I love that you know obviously batman relating to bats and everything so the owls being uh uh, an enemy of bats obviously i'm sure owls do eat bats, birds of prey and birds of prey and all that so i'm excited to see where they're going to go with it and how big the game might be because uh arkham knight was a very uh solid kind of end chapter if you will of this trilogy um so it's exciting to see they're going to pick that up and continue with gotham knights to uh and to get to play as you know other characters so i'm excited to see where they're gonna to go with that and it's it's so interesting just on another note that this is what great about video games is they can take these properties these stories where movies really can't go and unfortunately movies you know, you're trying to appeal to everyone where the games you can appeal to a lot, a different kind of fan base where movies will use the same bad guys and a different actor or something like that. This one, hey, now we can add more villains, more of the gallery of, you know, so this is that. That's what I do like about it. I'm going to switch gears a little bit and talk about uh, our favorite system that we can review <laughs> with games coming up uh, as, of course, the Nintendo Switch. And I'm going to talk about, I'm excited about this one. There's, well, two games that are kind of coming out. I'll go back to back with this just because they're not necessarily new games, but they're part of the new engine. Uh, one of them is going to be Mario Party Superstars, which I'm actually excited about this. Similar in the vein when we reviewed uh, the Mario 3D All-Stars, you know, bringing back some of the greatest uh, 3D platforming Mario games, this one's going to bring back a lot of the Mario Party games uh, since the original, and obviously using the Switch's engine. So that's kind of exciting about that. I really got more into the Mario Party games in the later game systems, and I really, you know, enjoyed them, especially the most recent one for the Switch is a lot of fun. So I'm excited to see, you know, what's going to happen, uh, be able to play a lot of these old old school Mario Party games. I do feel like that Mario Party game that came out for the Switch recently 
although it's fun, it didn't feel like enough compared to some of the older games. It was missing. It was missing a little something there. I know you're saying there's only like four maps and uh, I still think it's fun, but I do think, you know, the, what they had for the Wii and even like going back to like the GameCube before, uh, I think were better versions. So I'm excited to see yeah, them use some of those older games for the switch and how that can be uh, incorporated for new generations. Yes. Now, on the other one, I want to just back to back here. I'm going to be a little greedy. I'll get back to you, Chris. Uh, I had to go right into... Now, I'm very excited because of what they've been doing in terms of Pokemon for the game systems. I got to do another game that's already been made, but now they're going to make it for the Nintendo Switch, which is, of course, Brilliant Diamond and Shiny Pearl, uh, bringing Diamond and Pearl from the 3DS, I believe. It was the DS. So it's exciting about, you know, having played those games on the original game, uh, newer Game Boy models. It's exciting to play this one with a new engine, new look, and just kind of having that, uh, you know, game to, to play on the new system, uh, especially because it was a great lineup of the Pokedex. And so that's going to be kind of fun to, to see that. I just like the nostalgia. I'm a big fan of remastering some games. Um, because I think especially maybe you didn't have that system or you didn't have that game. So now it's kind of cool. Now you get to play it with a, you know, better engine, um, better graphics, just more engaging. And sometimes they add new features, which has been kind of cool. Yeah. I've been recently playing Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, yeah, birthday uh, gift, HD, yeah. which was a birthday gift for my girlfriend. And yeah, there, even though I've played that game a couple times when I had the Wii, and have beat it there's just something fun about reliving those memories uh on a new system and although the playstation 5 is you know backwards compatible and all that uh i do think nintendo handles those uh remounts the best just because uh either you know package like they did with mario we had mario 64 sunshine and galaxy and one i'm kind of hoping they do that with zelda and clearly pokemon is still uh, a huge uh business for nintendo people love seeing the new materials seeing the new games but they still like to relive some of those old ones and clearly there are some games in the pokemon lineup that are uh, very ancient so to see where they could uh you know remount them remaster them is always a fun time well continuing with the switch here um i wanted to bring up the it's this sadly we might have had it already out by now but in the process of making the game, they were not so happy with where it was. So they actually did a full scratch and restart. This is for Metroid Prime 4. Oh. Um, I was a fan of the Metroid Prime games, uh, 1, 2, and 3 that came out. Uh, this is back for like GameCube into the Wii. Um, and I remember having like a collection of all three games. And where that game ended, uh, these were all, you know, the early Metroid Prime games were all like side scrollers. This is like full 3D, you know, first play, you know, first person shooter type games. So you really get to enjoy these like huge environments and what Samus can do. And even, you know, the puzzle element of rolling your, you know, rolling is the ball and stuff, but then obviously having to fight these uh, different space creatures and all this kind of stuff. So Metroid Prime 4 is in the works for the Switch. Uh, it did have to fully restart. We're getting a new game later this year called Metroid Dread, which is uh, back to the side-scroller aspect. But I'm looking forward to Metroid Prime 4 when it's finally finished and what they can do with that character because the actual like fully realized world that uh, Samus lives in and what she can do is a very exciting time in in these kind of games. And I wasn't 
someone that played a lot of the original games ever for that. It was like, those are the first games I played apart from obviously super smash uh, getting to know Samus for that. So I'm excited to see what they do with Metro prime four and where it could go. Now, what I'm going to do is it's um, just because it's our podcast, we can do what we want. I'm just going to mix it up a little bit here. Not necessarily a game itself, but a game system. And you might agree with this kind of excited about this, that they are, not necessarily making a brand new console Nintendo, but kind of a, a little bit new and improved version uh, that's coming out here in the next month or two is that of the new OLED console launch of Nintendo Switch. Very excited about this because this has got a better screen, better graphics, also is going to have even more memory space where the original, the current Nintendo Switch is up to about 32 gigabytes. This one has 64 gigabytes. So that means more storage and everything here. Yeah, so the picture quality, everything's going to be better. So I'm really excited about that because um, there's a, there's some deals where you can trade in your old one and get a deal with something like that. But that's going to be exciting just to have just a better screen, better graphics, especially for with these upcoming games. There's a lot of great games, and I don't think they're going to change into a new um, Nintendo game system anytime soon. So this will be exciting, kind of like stave us off for a while. Yeah, I think the Switch is going to be here to stay for a while. Uh, the Wii U did not do very well, and the Switch has definitely been uh, a huge success for them. It has sold many, many units, and clearly people love the aspect of the easy transition of playing on the go can write into the TV, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I guess I'll finish off my first half here with uh, my last game. That's uh, really just for the switch. And that is uh, as a huge Zelda fan. And I was a huge fan of breath of the wild. We know that breath of the wild two, or, you know, might have a different title. Uh, the sequel to breath of the wild is due to come out next year. Breath of the Wild was a huge step for Zelda games because of the open world nature. Many of the Zelda games, although you can do some things in different order, it's pretty much a linear function of it's always like you do the forest temple, then you do the fire temple, then you do the water temple. Breath of the Wild made it where you really got to choose your own uh, gameplay. And it's huge. It is uh, there is the linear story to finish the game. There's so much to explore the open map. Uh, the different things you can do. Uh, the weapon system was different. Uh, there was so much that they increased and changed while keeping the heart of what makes the Zelda game Zelda. And so knowing that there's going to be a sequel to that game, which I just absolutely loved, has me so pumped. Uh, there's so many things they could do to expand even more. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the map got bigger. Uh, obviously the history and lore of some of these characters and just I'm excited to see what they bring. And I do think that from the trailer, uh, you're going to be heavily uh, paired up with Zelda throughout the game. It'll be Link and Zelda on the journey together, which is such different because most of the games, it's Link always going on the quest to go save Zelda from whatever the, you know, usually Ganon or something. So I'm excited to see what they could do with Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, that, this will be really cool, and I, I definitely enjoyed enjoyed that that game. I, I definitely want to go back and play it again uh, through. You know what, Taylor? Let's take a small break, and when we come back, we'll talk about more of our upcoming anticipated video games of the future. Sounds like a plan. Hey, Chris. Do you ever feel you want to change your lifestyle? Not really. I'm fine with my current wardrobe, thanks, though. I'm not talking about changing your brand names or joining a cult. I'm talking about Ace Lifestyle. What's that? Change our hairstyles, help animals out, and say, Alrighty then. No, not Ace Ventura. 
I'm talking about ACE Lifestyle. It stands for Accountability, Consistency, and Enjoyment. It is the best way to feel better, think better, and enjoy your life. If you want to better your health goals, then this is the way. Okay, Mando. What is this, some sort of new fad diet? No way. Not at all. No quick fixes, no tricks, and it's made for whatever you want to get out of the program. Just like the title says, it's a lifestyle. It's your chance to take charge of your health. Interesting. Please go on. It is designed for whatever you want. Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to gain more muscle? Or do you just want to feel better, mentally and physically? That is what Ace Lifestyle is all about. Well, that seems like a lot to take on myself. You are not alone. When you sign up for this program, you get dedicated professionals who are just as passionate to help you reach your goals. And you're not alone because you're joined by a group of other like-minded individuals who have their own health goals in mind every month. How would one find out more? You can find out more and get started by reaching out through their Instagram at the Ace Lifestyle Co. That's at the Ace Lifestyle Co. Wow. You seem to know a lot about this, Taylor. Well, Chris, I'm not just an expert of Ace Lifestyle. I'm also a member. You certainly look slimmer and more annoyingly energetic than usual. Well, thank you, Chris. It's all thanks to Ace Lifestyle. It's now time for you to take back your health. So go for it and change your life for the better. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. What are you doing? What? Are you eating during this podcast? Yes, yeah, so? Is there a problem with that? So? Good God, man. Your munching is distracting. Hey, I can't help it. It's this new seasoning I got. It's so delicious. Seasoning, you say? Yeah, from the Steel City Salt Company. Did you make that up? No way. It's the store to go for all your seasoned, salted, and spice needs. Since 2011, it's been bringing a new era of exciting flavor to the city of Pittsburgh and the surrounding regions. From their popular flavors like garlic herb, dill pickle sea salt, and black and gold. Sounds great! But I don't live in Pittsburgh. That's not a problem. They actually ship nation and worldwide. Wow, that's awesome! So go to their website at steelcitysalt.com and order now. Free shipping on orders $39 or more. And let's spice up your life. Well, Taylor, we're back talking about upcoming video game releases and what we're excited to see uh, on multiple platforms. So to start in our second half, I'm going to bring up a game that I I talked about on our PC game, uh, my love of Diablo and Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. Just that game franchise has been one that I have loved and I have mostly stuck to trying to play it on the computer. Uh, Diablo 3, since it did get pushed as well onto PS4, I did play it on the PS4 um, as well. But we know that Diablo 4 is in the works by Blizzard Entertainment. Probably won't come out, I'm assuming, till at least 2023, unless by some you know quick miracle it comes out next year. But Diablo has been an interesting franchise that I've enjoyed ever since uh, you know I was a young teen. And I'm curious to see where they're going to go. Uh, it already shows that we had a, a kind of short trailer that popped up. Uh, I think it was last year at BlizzCon or it might have been two years ago. 
but it looks like we're going to have uh, Lilith be um, the kind of Diablo character for this one. So uh, Lilith is a character that if you, if you recognize from different lore is like, for some situations, she is like an ancient vampire. In some situations, she's a demon. So I'm curious to see where they're going to go, how many classes there will be, because there's always the typical, like, there's the barbarian, there's the 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 uh, sorcerer or the wizard, uh, there's the rogue. So there, I think there's going to be a couple new classes. And just to see how big this game could be, because Diablo 3's problem was, although it was a fun game to play, it didn't have a lot of replayability. It was the same every time, no matter, yeah. you know, minus you picking a different class, the map was always the same. So you kind of know what to expect. I kind of hope that they bring a little bit more of what made Diablo 2 very unique while keeping up with the new HD graphics and, of course, the amazing uh, gameplay they can have with these characters. So I'm excited to see what they do with Diablo 4, uh, which currently yet does not have a release date. But that will be coming out for... PlayStation, Xbox, and as well for the PC. Well, I'm a, a lot of Pokemon on my list, but you know I'm a Pokemon fan at heart. Next one I'm excited about is for the Switch is the Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, if I say it right, oh, Arceus, yes. Arceus, whatever. Arceus. This is Arceus. Arceus. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Arceus. But I'm um, pumped about this. We talked about this in our Pokemon episode earlier this year. Um, earlier this year it was like three months ago. But um, this is very exciting because of the really i think this is gonna be the first pokemon game that's really properly open world uh in comparison to you know just having sword and shield where it was relatively open world but you know an open world on a three 3d platform or something that's i think severely been lacking in pokemon in fact if you think about how long pokemon's been around that this is what pokemon needs is to have this kind of open world style sandbox kind of thing where you just see pokemon at plenty and you're just catching them Plus, what's great about this game that makes it unique is it's set in the, the past. It's, uh, a lot of Pokemon has been set in more of a futuristic time uh, or a more modern time, but this one is set in um, a time when it was just more, um, more maybe lawless or something, maybe just, uh, you know, ancient kind of, maybe more of a primal time when you were a Pokemon trainer. So I'm pretty pumped about that one, just seeing the trailers. Uh, the trailers are looking, you know, there's been a lot of complaints about how it looks, how this is what the graphics are and everything, but I don't really like looking to do too much detail because, again, the trailers come out, it's usually very beta, and they're just kind of giving you a sense of what it's going to be like. So I'm pretty hopeful that this is going to be a pretty epic take. And we talked about that when we did our Pokemon episode, how we've never really had a lot of, like, ancient uh you know times with the the pokemon games or tv shows obviously we know there's the you know legendary pokemon or like the ancient pokemon but be cool to kind of see like you know what you know a different time and era uh and how that vastly could change what pokemon are like uh not only for the creatures themselves but also for trainers and all that kind of stuff so it'd be interesting to check that out well, kind of going off of that with another uh, huge franchise that is getting a brand new game that will be uh, very different from the movies and books that they're based off of. We have Hogwarts Legacy uh, due to come out currently next year at some point uh, on PC and multiple platforms. And what's exciting about this is it looks like it's going to be it's an action role playing game set in the wizarding world, but it's in the late 1800s following the student in Hogwarts. And so it's going to be you going to school and taking the classes and starting to learn how to be a witch or wizard. And I'm sure apart from being at Hogwarts itself, 
and the surrounding areas. I'm sure there'll be you know times to go to Hogsmeade, King Cross Station, et cetera, et cetera. And just how open world it could be, and obviously getting to start as a you know you're going to make a character and slowly but surely learn spells, do potions, uh, tame beasts, you know, master combat ability. You're going to have all these different things, and I believe there will be the scale of you will get to choose in certain parts of the game whether you're more of a good wizard or witch or a or a bad witch um, or wizard. You know, so. I think a lot of fans of the Harry Potter franchise, although there has been plenty of games in the Harry Potter uh, franchise, you know, there's been a lot of those old games that were all based on the movies and things. I think this is going to be an exciting way to continue to explore what this world that J.K. Rowling uh, developed, but in a total different time period from what we've been used to with the movies. Uh, so I'm very excited to see what they can do with that game. And uh, especially with the HD graphics, I mean, a lot of those Harry Potter games that are older suffer heavily from like the old (laughs) graphics of the day. So Hogwarts Legacy sounds like it's going to be a very fun game to play. I agree. And I know we were we're pretty excited about this game coming out. Um, You and I had talked about this, so I'm really excited about that. And I actually had played a lot of the Harry Potter games uh, that were kind of the direct to the movie ones and they were they were fun at the time but yeah it'll be interesting again to see what a a new these new generation consoles will bring to this you know realm now again it's very interesting that it's been seven years since the last grand theft auto game now i've been a fan of these games just because of the absurdity of you don't have to do the missions you just drive around and do whatever but uh the last one grand theft auto 5 um the last systems was just epic a lot of fun so much to do and really enjoyable now you get to do these heists and everything so really interesting i had read about that they are going to be releasing for the xbox series x and ps5 uh this fall or winter is grand theft auto 5 expanded and enhanced what does that mean nobody knows there was very <laughs> there, yeah, there's very little bit that has been released about this um but they said they're going to be enhancing features so yes if you have a ps5 now you can play the ps4 version um you know it's backwards compatibility but if you really want to go the extra mile this might be the game for you especially you know it's not going to be anytime soon grand theft auto 6 is going to come out so i'm interested to get that just because i mean already in the ps4 the graphics were amazing now in the ps5 you know and it what what features they might add it would be kind of cool if they had grand theft auto 4 and grand theft auto 5 it would be kind of cool if they kind of had both stories uh in that but we'll see but yeah i'm kind of excited about that that'll be coming out in the fall i feel like after finally tackling red dead redemption 2 i feel like i probably would get a kick out of finally playing a grand theft auto game i mean i definitely remember playing at some point at like a friend's house maybe like two or three but yeah i've never owned a grand theft auto game and yes people have been uh patiently waiting for the sixth edition of that game to come out um which a lot of people thought was going to be a launch title with ps5 but clearly it has not been the case but i'd be interested to check it out because I've, I've seen a lot of videos of people playing it online and you've told me a lot about the game so uh and exciting to have you know you know hopefully it's not just one little moment of the game if there's enough you know in it that really is make makes it worth to purchase the updated version you know that's a lot of these you know as we've talked about before 
games being uh, remade, remastered uh, with new features, sometimes it's not really worth the money to buy them. But sometimes you're like, I really love that game. I want to see what the next uh, step would be. Uh, if I have to, if I have to have something until the next new game comes out, might as well play the the remastered version of you know the the last game. I will say on top of that, Sony's done a great job about doing that, and I think uh, Nintendo is realizing the need for the nostalgia. So I mean, and especially with the catalog that Nintendo has, it's a no brainer. So no, I completely agree. The next one I had to bring up. Uh, one of my all-time favorite game franchises had a very successful uh, kind of relaunch of, uh, you know, had a, uh, many games set in one part of the world, and then it was rebranded and uh, re- remade still as a sequel, but kind of like a fresh start for this, uh, the God of War series. So obviously God of War, uh, many of the games took place in Greece and had the the, the Greece legends with creatures and gods and etc. But then Kratos' story was not over, and it would move to Norway, kind of an ancient Norway with Norse mythology. And God of War that came out on the PS4 back in uh, 2018 was a heavily applauded game for not only its story but its action, fighting style, the environment, uh, the music, etc. And the story obviously of him interacting with his son atreus and how they go on this huge journey and the gods do fight in that these norse gods well obviously the game uh, left off with some some fun cliffhangers and we've been patiently waiting for the sequel it's currently believed to be god of war ragnarok does not actually have an official title but that is the rumored title so this is due to come out in 2022 uh, will be for both PS4 and PS5. The video game, at this point, I don't really feel like it's much of a spoiler to say because it's been a few years, and if you haven't really played it at this point, I don't know. But the Norse gods, um, you know, especially you're a fan of uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, that does involve the gods such as Loki and Odin and Thor, but uh, in a very different way than you see in the MCU, these gods are not so happy with uh, Kratos. And so we know that uh, very much like how Zeus was for the original games, I think Odin is kind of the overseeing big baddie we're going to get to at some point, but definitely it looks like Thor is going to be the main kind of villain god for part two, and who knows how it it into part three. Nobody likes Kratos, man. He just is making the gods mad everywhere he goes. Well, he keeps killing them, you know? I mean, that's yeah, that's, his, well, that, that's his thing. That'll that's, do it. That, that'll do it right there for you. He gets angry, and he just starts killing gods. So I'm excited to see where they go. Quiet, boy. <laughs> and also, you know, we, we were teased in the, the God of War first game there. Um, you get to use uh, the Bifrost to go to multiple worlds, and there were some that were not available in that first game. So I feel like we're going to get to explore more of the nine realms in the second game. Now, talking about um, a series that, not necessarily a series, but a theme of games that uh, ever since, you know, they first did, I believe it was the first one that they had done um, of multiple properties. Lego has been such an iconic thing for us as kids. You know, now they've got movies and shows, but it really started to take off on a franchise of its own uh, in video games. And I think one property that did it successfully and continues to come back more is Star Wars. You know, we've had the Star Wars, the original, then we had uh, the prequel, 
and then they combine them together and which is very exciting uh, the next generation games is going to be lego star wars the skywalker saga uh not only is this going to include the prequel and the original trilogy but also the sequel trilogy it's going to combine all nine films hence the title and it's going to be a little bit more open world, a lot different than the other games. So I'm really excited. I think Lego has been a, such a great blend of fun, action, humor, and it's a great pickup and action play. No matter if you are, you know, eight years old or you know, eighty, it's. I, I think it's just very accessible and very fun. A uh, bit of uh, action and and adventure romp that you can go into. So I think that's. Um, that's pretty cool. I'm excited about this one, and the trailer looked pretty epic. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped to probably get this one for a PS5, uh, honestly. Yeah, those Lego games are always so funny. They, yeah. they just they take some of the, like, they have such good writers when it comes to taking ways to not only make the humor about the actual Lego pieces themselves, like, you know, the, the transition of, uh, you know, what the movie be like into Lego and how that relates to when people get, you know, destroyed or buildings get destroyed. There's so much fun humor about that. But I just always have loved the like goofy commentary of these characters in Lego form. Uh, some of the funniest, uh, you know, just scenes that they come up with, which is always fun. And that's kind of exciting. I think they're going to get all nine movies onto one game, you know, because they've, they've done many of the individual ones throughout. Well, I had to bring up uh, for my second to last one here on my list. We've, we, you know, talking earlier about you saying the the Avengers game not being uh, as hyped up as it uh, was hoping to be, and it wasn't, it didn't quite perform. Well, clearly, people were thinking it was going to perform because um, the 2018 Spider-Man game that came out on PS4 was epic and took the best elements of games like the Arkham series but for Spider-Man and Spider-Man being much quicker paced than Batman. It was just a, a thrilling game. And then we had the somewhat sequel, smaller continuation with uh, Miles Morales and getting to play his story, uh, which was a shorter game, but still had a lot of fun to it and continued the legacy. So we know that we're building up to a Spider-Man two, which will probably be for the PS five. And knowing that we've already had a couple teases of villains that could be in Spider-Man 2. Um, most notably, Norman Osborn is definitely uh, gearing up to be Green Goblin. Um, his son, Harry, was in the tank, and we believe that a symbiote was healing him, so probably going to get Venom. And there's still a couple of villains that were used in the first game that definitely, you know, Spider-Man is not really one to try to kill villains off. So they're in jail. And we had that amazing sequence in that game of the Sinister Six. So who knows who could pop up, but I'm really hoping for a much bigger sequel game and one where you get to go back and forth between Peter Parker and Miles Morales and maybe even tag team, which would be really cool to see, uh, you know, maybe multiplayer or something. And clearly this is going to be a, a huge thing on everyone's minds the next uh, several months as we go into No Way Home which is teasing us with multiple Spider-Men. So uh, I'm excited to see when we finally ever get a Spider-Man 2. There hasn't really been anything listed yet uh, as a work in progress, but we know that they're secretly doing it because uh, everyone's expecting it. That first game was amazing. So Yeah, and you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't tease a sequel if you weren't going to make a sequel. Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> exactly. No, no franchise has ever done that. So... Um... <laughs> 
my last one on this list, and then Chris, it's all you. Um, this might be one of our uh, same ones, but you know, we both talk about you know, it, it's great when game systems come along and they come out with a a brand new and unique game that has nothing to do with anything established in pop culture entertainment. Nerdum. Uh, podcast. Uh, but I, I think this one we're very excited about. It's how I anticipated sequels. We're really excited and we enjoy the game Horizon Zero Dawn. Such a unique blend of futuristic and apocalyptic lore and adventure. And of course, we enjoyed the expansion with Frozen Wastelands or Wildlands. Uh, and I keep changing the titles. I don't know why. But we're very excited about Horizon Forbidden West. Not Forbidden Forest, which I called last time. But this is very exciting. Seeing the trailer of all the you know mechanical monsters that uh, Aloy is going to face. Aloy! So we're really excited Aloy! to see the adventures of Aloy and what's going to happen next. It definitely left a really good uh, ending. Uh, a little you know tease of what's to come. But uh, what an incredible game. I'm just excited to see what the new uh, gen console PS5 is going to do for this franchise. Yeah, I think of the last, I want to say, probably even like 10 years, I think Horizon Zero Dawn was the most unique original game uh, people had seen in a long time. The open world nature, just the design element with the uh, aspect of technological future meets kind of like ancient caveman times. Uh, and then obviously these mechanical creatures that are, uh, you know, your main villains, if you will, but then you can program them, control them, ride them, use them to do your, your bidding. And it just was a really unique game. And it really was like fun action. Like the gameplay was really sick. And to know that we're getting a sequel, that will come out uh, with this next gen and it just looks gorgeous. And I think that that was already a huge map. And then yes, with the expansion pack, it had the whole like other area up there. I mean, that was a huge map just for that small expansion pack. So I'm curious to see how big this Forbidden West will go and where the story will continue. And, you know, the, the, the first two games, the, the first game and then with the expansion pack has dealt with kind of like these, uh, these, these big, almost like godlike. Uh, AI characters, and there's several of them that we know were uh, developed by this, the you know, human race uh, to try to save everything that you know before everything kind of went crazy. So, I definitely feel like this could be a franchise that will continue to expand. Um, but this game looks like it's gonna be fascinating, and knowing that there's gonna be multiple new creatures to uh, face off and to learn about, and just you know how how far they're gonna go with this game because. It just was uh, breathtaking and beautiful. And it is just like one, I think is probably the most anticipated game for me because uh, it just looks so cool. And it's it's like, I have to have a PlayStation 5 by, let's see, February 18th, 2022. So I got like, I got like six months. Yeah, but I'd like, I'd like you to get by the end of this year. That'd be nice. So you can, you know. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, we get the holiday boost where we, we get more made. That's that's what they keep saying is that they're not able to make as many because of COVID. Uh, there's been certain chips and things that they can't get enough of. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, it's been out for quite some time now. So Well, well uh, on the positive note, any games I'm done with, I'll give them to you. So you'll save money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot to be excited for for that game and um, with the hopefully additions they could do because they definitely 
set a good standard for that. And all these games. I'm really excited. There's there's definitely so much just this year alone. And we're, you know, we've only got about, what, three more, you know, four more months. Uh, now is this is uh, September. Sorry. Yeah, about four more months left. And then just, you know, the next year alone in spring, it's going to be very exciting. And hopefully once once PS5 and, and Xbox are a little bit more, you know, fluid in the market, it's going to be more exciting to actually everyone can enjoy these games and not just be teased on social media sites and uh, TV ads uh, with what they can't have. Exactly. Yeah, we just, it's going to be an ongoing, booming business. There's so many games being developed and not all just these big titles. There's also the little small games you can get on like the switch or, you know, the PlayStation uh, library. So excited to check them all out. And hopefully, you know, some of these bigger titles, once we both played them a fair amount, we can definitely review them with our potential picks. But if there's any video games that we did not get to on either of our lists that you were excited for, we want to hear about it because everyone has their own gaming style and what they prefer. So leave a comment on one of our social media pages, or you can email us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on what video games you're excited for uh, as the future of video games is continually bright and there's so much coming out. So we can't wait to explore all the new games. No, we can't. And of course, we, we can't play them all. And maybe we've overlooked something and maybe you can add it and expand and blow our minds. So keep out there having fun, guys and gals, all the gamers, no matter who you are, where you're from. Enjoy and I hope you're excited just as much as we are but what the future holds for gaming coming up soon. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know your potential. potential.